You're listening to a Philadelphia Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philadelphia sports fan experience. What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the Eagles schedule. And as you all know, this show is presented to you by PHL Sports Nation. We are part of the Eagles Nation section. And today, I have three Eagles Nation contributors with me today. First off, Shanek Nakarni. He is a blogger, and he's been doing um, some recent interviews. He's got Will Parks, um, Quez Watkins. So he's been killing it lately with those. How are you doing, man? Doing good. Good. Um, next up, we got Randy Harn, and he is another blogger um, doing articles with Eagles Nation. And he recently wrote about three X factors for the Eagles in 2020. Really interesting article. Um, Randy, how you doing? Pretty good, man. Good. And lastly, Markel, he's another blogger. Um, Eagles Nation, if you, if you guys are not following yet, a lot of good articles as well as the tweets and the podcast. But he is scheduled to do an interview with Josh Perkins today. Um, current Eagles player, so really good stuff out of that. Uh, out of that, Markel, how about how are you doing today? How you doing, man? Thanks for having, thanks for having me on. Of course, yeah. So, like I said, today we're going to be going over the entire schedule. Last night it was released. We're going to overview each matchup. One of us is going to take the lead on each game. We're going to give our thoughts um, and end it off with a win or loss prediction for every single game, and then we're going to see. Uh, what we get for the final record. So we're going to keep things realistic. Obviously, uh, we're not going to say 16-0. And we don't know what everybody has picked right now. There's four of us, so we all have four games that we're going to be um, talking about taking the lead on. So our final record that we're going to come up with, we don't really know what it's going to be yet. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what we all come up with collectively. And um, before we get started today, so the last four seasons the Eagles have had, 2016, they finished seven and nine. Then 2017, obviously 13 and three, go on and win the Super Bowl. Then after that, it's been a little bit mediocre. It's nine and seven with the wild card um, berth into the playoffs. And then nine and seven this past year, winning the NFC East uh, in dramatic fashion the last couple of games, then going on and losing to the Seahawks in the first round. But the Eagles have bolstered their team heavily this offseason. They've brought in Javon Hargrave, Darius Slay. In the offseason, um, drafted Jalen Rager and Kevon Wallace, big, um, big names in the, in the draft class. So they're getting younger, they're getting faster and more dynamic. So we're going to start things off with week one. The Eagles are going to travel to Washington and play the Redskins September 13th at 1 p.m. This is the third year in a row that the Eagles are opening against the Redskins. Um, in 2017, they went to Washington. 2018, it was in Philly. Or no, sorry, 20... Uh, yeah, and then um, last year was in Philly. So the last time they opened in Washington, it was uh, a week one win and led to the Super Bowl. So um, maybe that's going to happen again. In 2017, they won 30-17, to 17, and um, last year it was 32-27. to 27. So big wins, a lot of scoring. The Redskins really aren't much 
better um, this year. They've made a few improvements. Their big additions are head coach Ron Rivera, defensive end Chase Young out of Ohio State, um, obviously one of the best draft prospects coming out of this class, quarterback Kendall Fuller, quarterback Kyle Allen, who's going to probably compete with Dwayne Haskins for that quarterback position. And as we all know, cornerback Ronald Darby coming from the Eagles. So um, Wentz is going to have fun picking on him all game long week one. Um, but these big matchups that I'm looking for is Chase Young against Lane Johnson and Andre Dillard. I'm sure he's going to move from side to side and try to exploit those matchups as much as possible. Deshaun Jackson is probably going to uh, have a field day against Ronald Darby, assuming Deshaun Jackson is ready to go, which he should be. He looks healthy right now. Um, but Ronald Darby can't hang with Deshaun Jackson, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Darius Slay will be shadowing Terry McLaurin all game. And um, although Darius Slay isn't the fastest corner out there, he's definitely going to hold his own. Um, they played the Redskins, the Lions played the Redskins last year, and Darius Slay didn't really give McLaurin much room all game. So uh, looking forward to that matchup. I wouldn't really expect a blowout because the Eagles really, um, as Harry Roseman said, retooled their roster this year. So they need a big offseason. They need a lot of training, um, a lot of time together to put this all in place. There's a lot of new offseason additions, a lot of new draft, uh, draft uh, prospects and everything. So they really don't have, um, with the coronavirus going on, they probably won't have the time to put everything together and then come out and score 40 points week one. So they might be a little bit rusty coming out just to make sure that they're getting it all together, but eventually they're going to find their groove. My keys to this victory is going to be having the defensive line feast, exposing those cornerbacks, especially Ronald Darby, and pass early and often. I think week one is going to result in a win. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead and agree with you on that one. I think Chase Young is their biggest addition I think he's going to be a very very good player but again the Eagles have Andre Dillard and Lane Johnson I think they're ready for that um and again I I, I think Carson Wetch is going to come out week one flying I think Jalen Rager they're just going to tell him just go run I think Jalen Rager is able to run routes very very well I think his route running is very under undervalued um and I do think the Eagles will come out and win that game as well yeah no for sure I mean this is a win right off the bat but you know this is going to be a deadly line to play against. I mean, you got Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and now you got Chase Young. I mean, week one's going to be a win, but this is going to be um, not going to be an easy line to defend against. Um, but overall, right now, we got the better offense, and uh, their secondary isn't that good to hold Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager. Um, so Carson Wentz is going gonna, is gonna to throw for some – touchdowns and yards um and we're gonna come out with that one yeah man got no got no choice but to agree with it here i mean being a young man from the washington dc area i can say this is the most hope risking fans have had in a while i think ron will will bring a sense of stability to the franchise while i do think it will be a work in progress it's not something that's going to turn around overnight I think the Eagles defensive line should be able to get to Haskins early and often. The problem I see there is, yes, Chase Young is a huge addition, but like it was mentioned earlier, that line now has five first-round picks on it. So it's not just Chase Young that's going to be the problem. So, And I would be interested to see Chase Young as he gets matched up on Dillard and to see how Dillard has improved his base because Chase Young – 
has a, a overwhelming ability to just overpower you. you know, like yeah. it's ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. So if Diller hasn't improved, it could be a long day for him. Yeah, definitely. It's a interesting matchup to start off week one because when you look at the teams head to head, it's not like the Redskins have a big edge over the Eagles in any position at all defensive line they're solid but the Eagles are right up there with them there's not a matchup that you can look at um, between like a wide receiver and a cornerback that you can say Redskins are clearly better here obviously Chase Young is gonna expose the Eagles uh, defensively I think a good amount because he's just so good and in college it took two to three offensive linemen to cover him but uh, yeah I mean this should be an easy win I'm not expecting a blowout like I said they're probably gonna be a little rusty to start get these new players up to speed, get players like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who had um, a struggle, like struggled a little bit his rookie year, um, improving and back up to speed in 2020. So I think they'll definitely find their groove. Might seem a little bit similar to this past year when they really struggled. They went down 17-0 and then uh, came back and ended up winning the game. So we're predicting the Eagles starting off 1-0 and going to uh, week two. And uh, what we got for week two? So week two, we got the uh, Los Angeles Rams with their brand new logo. Um, this is this is a really good matchup, um, and this is because they're playing a one o'clock game on a Western Coast schedule. So they're they're running on their ten a.m. sleep, um, and you know you catch them on on that short notice. Um, I think that's going to be really good. Now looking at the actual the actual teams, um, the Rams offensively they got. Uh, a lot worse this offseason on um, you know they they cut Todd Gurley trade Brandon Cooks you know they tried to replace him in the draft with Cam Akers and Van Jefferson but both of them are rookies you know they can't they don't really compare to Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks and we we all saw Jared Goff take a major step down last year so offensively they they just aren't that great and defensively they haven't been great in a, in a couple of years so and now they just got rid of Clay Matthews um, I'm going to go ahead and give the Eagles a win there just because on both sides of the ball, they just dominate. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a good game to open up at home because it's a little bit more competitive than the Redskins. But um, at the same time, similar to the Redskins, it's not like the Rams have any legitimate uh dominance or advantage over the Eagles so looking forward to it and um, obviously watching Jared Goff and Carson Wentz is going to be interesting their entire careers because in uh, 2016 they were the first and second pick so um, Wentz has definitely pulled away in that conversation as who's the better quarterback but it's still going to be recurring throughout the next couple of seasons so that's going to be another interesting thing to watch what do you guys think yeah, I definitely think with the loss of Corey Littleton for the Rams, I think their defense is very, very exposed. I think this will probably be Miles Sanders' first 100-yard rushing game of the 2020 season. Uh, I think the Eagles will just be able to run the ball down their throats. I don't think they – I mean, besides Aaron Donald, I don't think they really have much on the defensive line. I think it will be a pretty, pretty easy game. I think it will be. Yeah, I mean, just look at the last couple matchups of when we played the Rams and it – for one of them, Nick Foles was that quarterback for, well, I guess you can say for both since he took over at the midway part of one of them. But it just seems as if Jim Schwartz has their number. They, they seem to keep us, the defense seems to keep us trailing in the right direction against the Rams. So I like to see the defense lead us that day. Makes life easy, makes life hard on Jared Goff. But 
I would like to address on one thing while Cam Akers certainly isn't tall girly. I, I love the selection of Cam Akers for them. I think it's something that Sean McVay will be able to use very well. He didn't have a lot to work with back in college in terms of offensive line, yet he was still able to make the most out of what he had. So I think him having a semblance of talent in front of him would help him take the step in the next right direction. Yeah, for sure. And this is uh, back-to-back weeks that the Eagles offensive line are going to have their hands full because they're going from Chase Young to Aaron Donald. Um, big, big matchups, obviously. They're uh, – like Chase Young hasn't even stepped on the field yet and he's obviously going to be one of the best defensive ends this year in my opinion Um, Aaron Donald the best at what he does right up there with Fletcher Cox so um, pretty uh, big tasks right there in front of them but um, again looking at the matchups I mean I I initially look at the lines and then obviously wide receivers and cornerbacks and the the Ravens have had or not the Ravens the Rams have had solid wide receivers but um they just got rid of Brandon Cooks. They have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, but just doesn't really give the Eagles that much of a test. Darius Slay will definitely be able to um, lock up one side, and then whoever, Vontae Maddox, Sidney Jones, whoever wins that start or the outside corner on the other side is definitely going to um, be able to hold their own. And I don't think that Jared Goff is going to have a big game at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're looking at we're looking at two and zero already. Yeah. All right, I like it. Randy, what you got for week three? Yeah, so week three, the Eagles welcome the Cincinnati Bengals to Philadelphia. They were 2-14, and 14, obviously, the rest in the league. Joe Burrow, quarterback out of LSU. Uh, they also drafted some linebackers in rounds three and four, Logan Wilson and Akeem Davis-Gathier. Um, had a pretty underwhelming free agency class and defensive tackle, D.J. Reader, cornerback Trey Waynes, guard Xavier Suofilo, formerly of the Dallas Cowboys, um, a franchise tag, A.J. Green. Um, the first thing that jumps off the page from this matchup is I think the Eagles coaching staff is way better than the Bengals staff. Obviously, Zach Taylor, the brother of Eagles coach Press Taylor, the motivator. I, I think he's got some good offensive time, but I just – I, I couldn't see an NFL team playing for him. Obviously, 2-14 and 14 last year kind of demonstrates that. Um, some key matchups I see, Joe Burrow versus Jim Schwartz and rookie quarterbacks usually doesn't go well for the rookie, I'll just say that. Um, I think the Eagles' interior pressure, um, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, and Malik Jackson going up against Xavier Suofilo at guard, Trey Hopkins at center, Michael Jordan at guard. I just feel like that's a massive advantage. Um, I think – their running back, Joe Mixon, is a great, great player, but obviously the Eagles' rush defense has been in the top three the past three years. I think the Eagles have a great run defense. And even with the selections of Davion Taylor and Kayvon Wallace, both excellent tacklers, and if they're on the field for that game, I don't see the Eagles having a lot of missed tackles and Joe Mixon having a big game. Um, offensively, I do see the Eagles' offense as Deshaun Jackson at the Z position and Jalen Rager starting at X, um, especially with Alshon Jeffrey starting on the pup, and who knows what J.J. I think a white side is going to be. But – they have Will Jackson and Trey Wayne's at corner, two older corners. I don't think athletically they'll be able to hold up, even with Deshaun Jackson. I think Jalen Rager will be able to get some really deep routes, intermediate routes. I think he'll have a lot of production in this game. I think this might be his first game where we say Jalen Rager was a good pick. Um, I also think then, in turn, that opens up Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard against two rookie linebackers. Um, I think the Eagles' offensive line will absolutely dominate against Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap. Both good players in their time, but I think they're just too old now. Um, and again, the Eagles have an MVP quarterback in Carson Wentz. Um, and Carson Wentz at home has had a top four win loss ratio at home. 
So I just don't see the Eagles losing this game. I actually think they dominate this game, kind of reminiscent of the Jets game last year. And I have the Eagles winning 31-7. to Yeah, definitely. Obviously, the biggest headline for this game is going to be Joe Burrow, um, the top pick in this year's draft. But um, like you said, Randy, it's going to be tough for a rookie quarterback to go up against any NFL defense. But Jim Schwartz, he's one of the best out there, um, whether you like him or you don't. He's he's good at his job, and he can make good adjustments. And he's gonna um, now that he has the weapons, he's he has that starting, Yeah, he's got that starting outside corner in Darius Slay. Um, the defense is gonna look a little bit different than it has in years past, and um, for the better. And I mean, the I think this is just a phenomenal matchup for the Eagles early because um, they match up so well against the Bengals. And I think just because. Um, of all that's going on with this coronavirus, the Eagles aren't going to be coming off to a hot start because we don't know when training camp is. We don't know if preseason is happening and all of that. So the the time for the Eagles to finally come together and find their groove is probably going to be around week two, week three, week four, um, when they finally get rolling. I think this is going to be a perfect matchup to do it because um, it's not a very good, good opponent and it's at home. So um, this is the, this is the time to really run it up and show that the, um, Eagles are someone to that you don't want to mess with in the NFL. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm giving them the win here simply because, you know, as much as I respect Burrow's game, um, a rookie quarterback coming into a hostile environment just usually doesn't work out. Um, they got a great offense, though. Burrow, Mixon, they just drafted Higgins. A.J. Green's going to come back off an injury. Um, but it's just not good enough to to beat our defense, and – um, I, I think our offense is going to be way too explosive for their defense. So, um, you know, while this could be a decent team, uh, I think I think we handle them pr- pretty well um, in in two score fashion. Yeah, same here, man. I hate that it'll be the very bad news for fans in Cincinnati, but this probably won't be the game you want to watch, Jim. As we already mentioned, Jim Schwartz and his track record against rookie quarterbacks, while as talented as Joe Burrow really is, as successful I think he has the chance to be in the NFL, this just might be his welcome to the NFL moment in terms of who he's playing against, how Schwartz will probably get after him, sending a couple extra rushers. And I just don't think Cincinnati has the firepower offensively to keep up with Philadelphia. While granted, like they like we mentioned, they they do have a few few key pieces. Mixing, I like mixing. He has. I seen a stat earlier that he's the only running back with 500 rushes over the last. I think they said since 2018 and no fumbles. So he's pretty consistent. Someone to rely on for that for them. Higgins coming in green. Todd Boyd. I mean Tyler Boyd. My my fault. It's just they do have some stuff to work with. It just won't be enough this season, at least. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it starts with Joe Burrow. Obviously, he's a great quarterback. Obviously, deserved that number one selection in this year's draft class. But, I mean, it's just tough place to play in Philly, um, tough defense to play against, especially that defensive line. So, although he does have the weapons that like you guys are mentioning uh, with mixing at running back and then his solid wide receivers, um, it's just going to be pretty difficult for him to find any type of rhythm. Markel, week four, Eagles are rolling in 3-0. and What you got? This, this will be the game that we find out exactly what the Eagles are made of this season. They got to 
take their time on the road, going across country, Sunday night football, right? San Francisco 49ers, the, former, the, the champions of the NFC. That is where I think it gets interesting, though, is because we've read this story already in terms of Philadelphia winning the NFC. Of course, we won the Super Bowl, but just how hard it is to try to get back to that point to maintain the same level and play level of play, level of consistency, just keeping your guys motivated. While I think Kyle Shanahan will do a good job with his team keeping their head on this year. I just think that that Super Bowl hangover could be something to watch out for, especially after the way they lost, where it's like, yeah. it wasn't very ideal to say the least. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a game that I kind of flip flop back and forth in terms of how the Eagles match up against them. Because from a game planning standpoint, San Francisco likes to run the ball. And, I mean, we already discussed how dominant the Eagles' run defense can be, especially with the addition of Hargraves, where it you would think it bodes well for the Eagles. But I'm not sure. I, I just think it's something little that I used to pay attention to last year. It's all going to come down to add discipline on the defense. Like, I feel like every other week, every week there was a team that saw the team before them running a reverse, and there came another reverse the next week, and the defense just couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. And as we saw in the Super Bowl, Shanahan, we used no wide receivers. He brought in Brandon Ayuk in a draft. I think that was a good selection, fit right beside Debo Samuels. So, and then, of course, defensively, they while they lost DeForest Buckner, they replaced him with Javon Kinlaw, so it shouldn't be too much of a drop-off there. Still, I think with all this going on with the coronavirus and teams not being able to meet the way they would like to, all this virtual off-season training, it'll help San Francisco knowing that they bring it back a whole lot of the same pieces. But I do think this is a game that the Eagles can win. It won't be easy. It'll probably be a dogfight. But I feel like as if the Eagles can make Jimmy Garoppolo have to beat them, that is a position I'm willing to be in because he hasn't shown, at least off last year, he's able to do that on a consistent basis. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this matchup is the biggest one yet. And um, like you said, the things that stand out with the 49ers offense is that run game. The Eagles are going to match up against them well. However, the Niners like to use a lot of running, a lot of different running backs and um, use that running back by committee that the Eagles are so familiar with. So um, going to be difficult to obviously the Eagles run defense is solid, but difficult to find um, the best way to manage all of the running backs and George Kittle. I mean, he's one of the best tight ends in the game. He's going to be uh, a monster to cover and defensively the 49ers are solid. I mean, that you saw it all last year, they matched up against the best and, um, they really held their own. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl got the best of them, but they still have the pieces to give an offense um, a tough day out there, especially in San Francisco when the whole world is watching on Sunday Night Football. Um, going to be interesting to see how Carson Wentz is going to dial and diagnose this uh, defense and try to figure out how he's going to win this game. Uh, I think this is definitely the biggest uh, threat to the win win column so far and probably going to result in a loss just because um the defense is so solid and traveling um, all the way out to the west coast but um it's definitely manageable i think the eagles match up pretty well against them it's going to be fun to watch yep 
No, absolutely. Yeah, no, um, I, go ahead, Ben. Yeah. Um, I actually have them a lot uh, at, at a loss here. Um, just because like, like you guys said, um, the defense is, is incredible. Markel said, you know, they lost to Forrest Buckner, but they, they replaced him with Javon Kinlaw and Kinlaw is going to be a great player. Um, you know, certainly not a DeForest Buckner yet, but he's going to be great. Um, and going into San Francisco, um, I think that's that's what really gets me. I think if it was a home game, I would have given him a win. But um, just being in a way uh, on Sunday night, I'm going to have to give him a loss here. But, you know, again, going back to your guys' point, they put the ball in Garoppolo's hand, and they certainly can do that with that with that amazing line. Um, I, I, I would give them a win if, if they can do that. But um, I think, you know, Sh- Shanahan being the, uh, the coach he is, um, he's going to find a way to get that run game going and, um, but it'll be a close game for sure. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I, I I would give the Eagles on a loss only because it is away. Kind of feels like they're running into the first buzzsaw of the season. Maybe, you know, kind of a little, still a little bit rusty coming out. I do think the 49ers are going to have a severe drop off uh, from the Super Bowl hangover. But the one matchup I look at is actually Carson Wentz versus Fred Warner. Fred Warner is excellent at tipping balls. I think if Carson, you know, sometimes he has those balls that are just like nicked and he's just like, man, just get it up a little bit. Um, I feel like if Carson is on, I, I really feel like the Eagles win this game. Um, it, to me, it's really up to Carson Wentz. And I believe in Carson. I love the guy. I think he's one of the – I think he's top two quarterback in the NFL. But he, last year we saw he was very inconsistent at times. If he can come out consistent, get the ball to the receivers, get the ball in space, get the ball to Miles Sanders in space, I think the Eagles can win. I think it's going to be a high score – game um i'd have to agree and give this the first loss of the season but that's an excellent place to be a quarter way through the season yeah yeah before we continue i got two questions for you guys first off um like i mentioned george kittle is pretty much their offense revolves around him with malcolm jenkins leaving the defense you're looking at jalen mills Kayvon wallace who's gonna cover george kittle um i'd have to say it'll they'd probably use rodney mccall loud in the shadow system. Um, I, I feel like Nate Gary would be the one that, unfortunately, Jim Schwartz is, is going to put Nate Gary on him. Um, but I could also see Jalen Mills. I could see Jalen Mills kind of working on tight ends this year, kind of pulling a Byron Jones for Dallas like he did against us. Um, if I had to put money on it, I'd honestly say Jalen Mills, just in the confidence that Jim Schwartz has in him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, Mills moving to safety is going to be great for his game. But for for Kittle, I think you got you got to get a guy who's a little bit more hefty, um, a guy who can who can wrap him up and not not lose sight of him. So I'm gonna put Devion Taylor on him, um, just because you know he's got that size, he's got that build. Um, you know him being a linebacker, um, and uh, just watching his tape, he can make some rough tackles. So um, you know he kills not breaking out breaking out of um taylor's grasp so i i definitely put him on it well i don't think with i do think with the laws of malcolm jenkins jim schwartz wouldn't designate this role to one specific player i think it'd have to be a team effort i don't think he will see a whole lot of the same player on him throughout the duration of the game but it will be interesting to see how Will Parks matches up against him. You know, how when he was in Denver, he worked a lot 
and not just the nickel role, but as like an extra linebacker. Yeah. So he, I feel like he has the ability to match up with him perfectly fine. Maybe not for the duration of the game, but it's healed. Yeah, one more quick, quick question for you guys. Um, this is probably the biggest uh, defensive matchup for the Eagles so far with the 49ers. And after the draft, we're kind of making sense of this Jalen Hurts pick. Where is he going to be using the offense? Is he going to be a weapon for 2020 um, early in the season? What's it going to look like? And a lot of people are looking at him as just another threat to have um, in-game, especially in 2020 as quarterback, running back, whatever it may be. Is this the game to finally use Hurts um, often to try to blow off or uh, throw off the 49ers defense because they're so good there and give them another um, matchup to worry about? I would say yeah. that I would say that, yeah, um, you know, this is this is the game because those first few games aren't going to be easy to use them just because of the fact that they're not going to get those practices in because of the, the whole coronavirus um, thing. Um, you know, they won't really be able to go over the playbook in which they have plays for him. But, you know, three weeks in, I think, you know, you, you get enough team meetings in, um, you get, you go over the playbook enough. Um, I think this is finally the game where uh, you put them in. Plus, you know, like you mentioned, 49ers be having a great defense. Um, you gotta, you gotta come up with something creative here because um, yeah you're not, you're not just going to beat them, you know, run and pass. Um, you got to throw some Jalen Hurts in there. So, um, yeah, there's definitely, definitely the game to use them. Yeah. I'm right with you right there. I think, especially if this game is going to be close in the beginning of the season, I don't see Jalen Hurts as much of a package player, but more of a specialty kind of creative player. Uh, the first game, I actually think that he makes a big impact is week eight at Dallas because of their good linebackers. Um, but for this game, I could definitely see like a, double pass, any sort of run option. I mean, he's a good running back. I mean, if you put him at running back, he was a first-round pick. He's, he's an excellent athlete. I don't want to see him used as, as a running back because I'm afraid he'd get hurt, and, you know, already using the second-round pick on him and everything. But I could definitely see a lot of creative plays, not necessarily a wildcat package just yet because I don't want to take the ball out of my MVP quarterback's hands whenever you're champion. Um, but I could – Definitely sort of swing pass where you have Jalen Rager blazing down the field past Richard Sherman. Um, I could definitely see that. Absolutely. Yeah, certainly. I think while it won't be anything major, like you probably see him get between four and six snaps during the game, but just something to keep them honest, just something to give them to look at for future reference in the rest of the game. But I do think He'd be a ideal, a ideal piece for that game. Yeah, definitely. Great points there. I think our consensus here is unfortunately a loss, the first loss of the season. Um, we're looking at three and one going into week five, which is pretty solid, um, better than the past year. So the Eagles week five, they're going to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. That's a 1 p.m. game. And the last time that the Eagles played the Steelers, it was in 2016, they won 34 to three. And this was the game that everybody looked at Carson Wentz as the future quarterback of the Eagles. He played well um, the first game against the Browns that season, but I mean, putting up 34 points against the Steelers and not giving up much in return is, uh, is something to look at. So um, I'm not very afraid of the Steelers offense at all because Slay can match up against Juju Smith-Schuster very well. Um, James Conner is not that much of a threat to me, especially with the Eagles run defense. 
Um, they have a decent offensive line, but it can definitely be overpowered by the Eagles, um, the way that they utilize different uh, rotations and all that, and um, just the defensive tackle position. They're so loaded there. The Steelers' defense is really, really solid, arguably one of the best in the league up there with the Ravens and the 49ers. Um, Stephon Tuitt, Cam Hayward, um, TJ Watt, I mean, they're, they're solid with Minka Fitzpatrick in the, in the secondary. He can do it all back there. So they've had a pretty good offseason, not like something you uh, are highlighting, but they brought in Stephen Wisniewski, former Eagle, Eric Ebron, that tight end, and Trace Claypool was their first selection in the draft. But um, I think Wentz, was the, um, he definitely has a back-to-back big test with San Francisco and now Pittsburgh. Really good defenses. Um, just the difference between these matchups is the 49ers have an offense to back up their good defense. Steelers, they're definitely going to struggle on offense, I think, especially against the Eagles' defense. They're okay there, um, but not really much to overpower. The Eagles, they're definitely going to put points on the board. They're definitely going to um, make this competitive, but I just don't see it as the level of competition that the 49ers are going to bring. So um, it's definitely going to be a difficult matchup, but it, they're just not strong enough to put enough points on the board to match the Eagles. And I think to win this game, you're going to have to keep the pocket clean, make sure TJ Watt is not flying in there and disrupting Carson Wentz all game. Stay away from Minka Fitzpatrick because as we saw last season, um, he is a beast back there. He can do everything. Um, went from a trade piece to one of the best safeties in the league very quickly. I think they're going to come away with a win here. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think this is actually going to be the first game where we say, okay, now I see why the Eagles are paying three defensive tackles. Um, I think the, that interior rotation is going to be really helpful in this game. Ben Roethlisberger is not athletic. He can't get out of the pocket like he used to. I think this is going to be a game where he's – and like we saw in 2016, the defensive line just got after him and he didn't know what to do. Um, I feel like Miles Sanders will have a big game. I think he matches up well against their fast, but yet kind of – unproven linebackers um and like you said stay away from Mika Fitzpatrick try to use the outside use JJ Ortega Whiteside who's ins and outs that he likes to run um but yeah I see the Eagles coming away with a win I think just in the fact that it always feels like the Eagles come to play against Pittsburgh and yeah I, I could see them getting the win absolutely yeah um it's gonna be the first time they go to Pittsburgh since 2012 but um yeah no definitely a win here um I think it'll be close for maybe a half, and then I think they comfortably coast to a win. Uh, the defense is great, but, you know, it's not as good as the 49ers defense. Um, and obviously the offense, even with Roethlisberger instead of Rudolph uh, or Hodges, um, it's just it's just not that great because Roethlisberger has taken a huge drop-off with all the injuries and time off. Um, and there's not really that many pieces around him except for Juju and James Conner. Um, just, you know, not more than like a 24-point offense. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give him the win here. Yeah, i probably give the Eagles the win here too. Well, I will say, I, I don't say their offense definitely. Like I do like the selection of Chase Poole if he is able to un James Washington. As the number two, I think that would help because that would allow Juju to move back to where he was comfortable, where he tapped that when Antonio Brown was around back in the slot. That would be good for him. But, I, I mean, between 
James Conner, Eric Ebron, and the two aforementioned receivers, they, he has enough to keep him going. I think it's all going to fall on to exactly how will Ben Roethlisberger look as he returns. But yeah, this definitely. could be the Javon Hargrave land. Their land isn't horrible. They certainly aren't world beaters. I mean, he, Hargrave could probably be matched up against our old friend Stephen Wisniewski a whole lot. So that'll be. Yeah, great points there. So I think our consensus here is uh, another win for the Eagles moving on to four and one. Um, definitely going to be an interesting matchup to watch. And the Eagles um, and the Steelers, they're in the same state, not a huge rivalry, but still something fun to watch because um, people in Pennsylvania, it's either Eagles or Steelers most often, sometimes Ravens or other teams mixed in, but there's always that rivalry, which one is the best in PA. So another, uh, another game to add to that rivalry. Um, Shanik, what is your consensus for week six? So week six is going to be interesting. Um, not, it's probably going to be the hardest game of the year. We got the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson, MVP from last year. Um, first time they play the Ravens since 2016 when Doug Peterson went for two, missed it, and we lost by one. Um, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be an interesting game just because the defense, they added Calais Campbell and then Patrick Queen through the draft. So, I mean, this was already a great defense with, um, you know, guys like Earl Thomas, you know, what, and um, just everyone they have. And then on the offense, obviously, um, Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson. Now they just added J.K. Dobbins. Um, both sides of the ball, just amazing. Um, I think this is going to be a loss. It's probably not going to be pretty. Um, even if it is at home, um, if it was away, there's just no chance they win, but at home, I give them a slight chance. Um, but just, I I just don't see a win here. Um, that they just don't stand a chance. Yeah. In order to keep this competitive, the Eagles have to pray for no defensive line injuries up until this point. I mean, to keep up with Mark Ingram, JK Dobbins, and then obviously Lamar Jackson, who can do it all, um, running the ball. He's so good with it. If you are losing Fletcher Cox at this point in the season, Derek Barnett, anyone on that line, especially your starters, it's going to be very, very ugly, um, especially trying to defend that run. But Lamar Jackson has proven himself more and more as a passer. He had a phenomenal season last year, and their defense is unreal. The Eagles are definitely going to have a big test here. I agree with you. It's probably going to be a loss. It's not going to be um, the, the prettiest game to watch because the Ravens just out- overpowered them right now and although they don't really have a lot of success in the postseason so far with Lamar Jackson in the regular season especially last year they were a very very good football team and that's what matters uh, right now for week six they're they're probably going to come away with a win and set the Eagles back to two losses but uh, what else do you guys think yeah Yeah. I agree it can be a tough game Um, I think it'll I think it'll be closer than you guys think it will be I think the Eagles defense does match up well for a mainly run attack offense. Do you think our offense against their defense? But, yeah, I agree. Lamar Jackson is just an immensely great athlete. And until I see a defensive coordinator really come up with how to stop him, I'll go with the Ravens. Yeah. I'm as good as we've talked about how the Eagles rush defense is, 
for some reason that just doesn't translate when they play against running quarterbacks. I mean, last year when they played against the Bills, even though we won, what some would say comfortably, Josh Allen had his most success when he was on the move. Of course, Russell Wilson does it. Jack Prescott has had his success on the move. For some reason, they just lose track of him, lose contain, I guess. for some, I don't know. It's just not good for them. But outside of Lamar Jackson, it's just – I don't think this is a matchup that the Eagles – especially at that point of the season that the Eagles want to see. I feel like the Ravens would just pick up where they left off last season in terms of regular season success. And – it's just going to be a battle of momentum, and they just have way too much heading into the game. Oh. Yeah, definitely. So, unfortunately, we're picking a loss for this game, falling to 4-2 and two for this season so far. Um, but looking up from there, the bye week is a little bit a ways, a couple of games until then. Randy, what you got? Yeah, so week seven, the Eagles had their first big rivalry game on Thursday night football against the New York Giants. Um, obviously finished 4-12 and 12 last year, one of the laughing stocks in the NFC East. Um, with the fourth overall pick, they took Andrew Thomas, tackle out of Georgia, probably the most pro-ready tackle in the class, good pick, and then also selected Xavier McKitty in the second round. Um, in free agency, took corner James Bradbury off the market and linebacker Blake Martinez, franchise tagged Leonard Williams, but also still don't have Marcus Golden re-signed, their most productive edge rusher, which I think is a little odd. But um, if they don't bring him back, that's a pretty big loss for them. Um, but coaching-wise, I mean, Jason Garrett's the new offensive coordinator for the Giants. I don't really see him innovating that much. I don't really see their offense being that powerful besides Saquon Barkley. Um, I think Ertz and Goddard against Blake Martinez and Xavier McKinney is a great matchup size-wise. Xavier, I, I thought he was a great player. But, again, a rookie going up against Zach Ertz usually doesn't turn out very well. I think the Eagles will have intermediate routes all game. Um, Bradbury is a great corner and probably the best player on their defense. Um, but after that, DeAndre Baker hasn't really turned out. Jarrell Peppers hasn't really either. I think the Eagles will just match up well with speed, and it's just a very poor secondary. Um, I think Carson Wentz will have a great game. And, like, even last year, Josh Perkins had a really great catch on a wide-open play. I just don't think their secondary is that good. Um, the offensive line should dominate Dexter Lawrence and Dalvin Tomlinson. I don't think their defensive line really brings anything of a threat. Um, and then, obviously, Carson Wentz versus Daniel Jones. It's not even a contest. We have the MVP quarterback, and they don't. I mean, I can see Daniel Jones being good down the line, but I don't think he is in this game. Um, defensively, they do have a solid group of receivers with Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, and Sterling Shepard. But I think the Eagles' new-look secondary with Darius Slay, Avante Maddox, Rodney McLeod, Avon Wallace, I don't think they're really going to have a lot of separation and the ability to catch a lot of footballs. Um, their offensive line still isn't that great. I think the Eagles' defensive line will absolutely eat. Um, Nate Solder is not very good. Um, Andrew Thomas is a rookie. Um, the only player I think that's really good on their offensive line is Kevin Zeitler. But, again, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and uh, Malik Jackson, I don't see them really being able to do much. Um, I think the Eagles in this game get up early and kind of coast and win 24-10. Yeah, for sure. The Eagles have been – very successful against the Giants uh, recently the past couple of years. But the one thing to point out every single time the Eagles play the Giants is Saquon Barkley. Where is he? How is he going to be used? Um, he's just so hard to defend. You got to account for him in the running game, in the passing game. So I think um, just making sure Saquon Barkley is in check most of the game, whether you're uh, shadowing him or Whatever it may be, Jim Schwartz, you got to come up with something to make sure that Barkley isn't going to r- run off for uh, 
bunch of um, big game or big gains all throughout the game. Um, last year, the Eagles were trying to win that NFC East and um, pulling away with the lead. And then all of a sudden Saquon rips off for a big one. So um, you can't really have that if you want to win this game. I think they match up with them very well elsewhere, but um, yeah, definitely win in my book. Yeah. I don't see why I don't see why they shouldn't defeat the Giants this year. I mean, while I wouldn't say their secondary is as bad as they were advertised to be last year, especially to an, at the point of the season we were playing them. I mean, they had a whole lot of injuries then. They to the point where they had Julian Love who they drafted as a cornerback out of Notre Dame mm-hmm. playing safety. Like it was horrible back there. He was getting matched up on people that he had no business being matched up on. I mean, he was matched up on Zach Ertz when we played him on the Monday Night Football game. So, like, I do think the selection of McKinney will help to an extent. I feel like he will feel the loss of Landon Collins, something that was missing for them last year. While Jabril Peppers was a good acquisition, I don't think he was best suited for the that role strictly. He's better as more of a versatile player. They move him around a whole lot, let him just see the field from the back end type of thing. But still, I don't see either way, any way the Giants can make this competitive. Um, I do think, though, the same thing I explained about Washington, this is a franchise that will probably give us fits for the next few years. They are on the up. I do like to hire Joe Judge. Joe Judge was a very quiet, but I wouldn't call it aggressive, an aggressive acquisition, but I've heard that Bill Belichick thought very highly of him. And if out of any coaches that he would have had snatched from his coaching tree, that was the last one he wanted. So I think the Giants got a really good hire in Judge. He's going to build a stable team. It's just not going to happen now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Coming off a short week um, against presumably a loss against the Ravens, I think they're just going to come in mad and they're just going to blow them out. Um, the Giants just aren't good. Um, while I do think they had, a, they had a good draft, I think they missed out big time on Isaiah Simmons. Um, took Andrew Thomas, which obviously fills a huge hole at, at the line. They haven't had a great line in years. But, um, you know, offensively, Daniel Jones coming into a sophomore year. And I really think Saquon Barkley is the only person I'd worry about. And then defensively, um, again, they missed out on Isaiah Simmons, but still a great line with Dexter Lawrence. And and then you got Jabril Jabril Peppers back there, but um, still no match for for the Eagles. Um, Easy win here. Yeah, good points there. So rolling into week eight at five and two, Um, Eagles are solid, probably going to be, at five and two, they're probably going to be on top of the NFC East and um, really a threat in the entire NFC. So, Markel, week eight, the week before the bye, what are you thinking? This was actually my favorite game to look into on the schedule. Obviously, it's Dallas week at this point. So, who, would, who wouldn't be excited for this week? But I think this game will say a lot about the NFC East. With both teams having played two divisional games up to that point, I mean, I guess in my head is who would you rather play? Of course, we discussed we played the Rams, San Francisco, and Baltimore. But on Dallas's schedule, they have Seattle, the Rams, and Atlanta. So, I mean, it's taking a leave on their end as well. And I do think the arrival of CeeDee Lamb, while 
it probably broke every last one of our heart. I think it's been overblown for the most part because Mike McCarthy, while in Green Bay, has shown a favorite, he, he, his favorite personnel to come out in was 11, which is something that Dallas came out in a whole lot last year, 11 personnel themselves. For those who don't, who don't know, that's one running back, one tight end, and three wide receivers. So in this, with Randall Cobb now gone, I don't think they would move Michael Gallup out of his role or same for Cooper. So they'd come back in the same role, which means that CeeDee Lamb would be sliding into the slot. And at that point, the worry would be understanding if you were thinking about Lamb being lined up against Sidney Jones or maybe Avante Maddox to an extent. But I think we have very quality play at the nickel cornerback position, especially bringing in Nikhil Roby Coleman to compete with Cravon LeBlanc. I feel like that is a spot on the field that should be the least of their worries to an extent. But again, it's a Sunday night football game against Dallas, and those games just give me bad feelings. Of course, we remember the horrific game last year, the blowout. But since 2012, the Eagles have a three and five matchup against Dallas on Sunday night football, and they've lost the last two games. The only reason I'm leaning towards a win for the Eagles in this game is because the game is in Philly. Outside of that, it really they don't really play well in the first games against Dallas. It's usually one of them things where Dallas beats us up. We come back angry and get some revenge with the exception of the 2017 Super Bowl year. But I go birds for the win. Yeah, I'm I'm completely with you. And um, in my mind, I know this isn't always the case, but when I see the schedule come out, um, the Cowboys and Eagles, as of recently, have been pretty um, even. They're always competitive with each other. So when I look at them playing each other two times a two times a year, I always split it one and one. All right, they're probably going to get one win. It's pretty hard to sweep them, and it's going to be hard to get swept. I know it's happened one way or the other, um, good amount of times, but. I always put the Eagles winning at home and then losing away just because of uh, the different atmospheres and everything. That's just what I rely on. So um, I completely agree with a win at home against the Cowboys. And like you said, with CD lamb, I think he's definitely going to start out in the slot. I mean, we're getting into midway part of the season. Maybe an injury happens. Maybe they find out that he's better on the outside than Gallup and they're going to make some adjustments. But right now CD lamb is definitely going to be that slot receiver. And he's going to, I mean, Roby Coleman and uh, Craven LeBlanc, whoever is going to be starting there week eight, are going to line up against CD Lamb pretty well. I'm not really concerned about that. Amari Cooper has been giving the Eagles fits for the past couple of seasons, but Darius Slay, he's going to save the day. He's going to lock him up very well. Um, other than that, Ezekiel Elliott, he's similar to Saquon Barkley. You got to account for him and make sure that he's not going to break off for some big runs and big plays, but. Um, Dak Prescott, the Eagles have seen him the past couple of years. They know what he's about. They know how to defend him. Um, Cowboys on the defensive side of the ball, they're okay. Um, I think they're a little bit underrated at this point because everybody thought you have to go defense, have to go defense in the draft, and they didn't address it too much. But um, still, I mean, they, they have solid pieces around there. Obviously not going to be a big test for Carson Wentz. Um, it's going to be competitive. It's always competitive against the Cowboys. But, yeah, I agree. This is going to be a win. Yep. I mean, for them to get C.D. Lamb is great, but they already have two 1,000-yard receivers. I mean, can't really see them having three 1,000-yard receivers. I mean, as much as Lamb is going to contribute, um, 
he's not going to be that big of a piece just because of all the other pieces around around Prescott. Um, but still, great offense, great great offensive line. Uh, the only spot they're they're missing is the tight end spot. Um, you know, obviously with Witten leaving, and you know, even last year, even when Witten was there, he still wasn't that great. But um, defensively, they they had a major drop off um, by losing Byron Jones, and they're replacing him with second round pick uh, Trayvon Diggs. But again, rookie second rounder. Um, you know, I just don't see him being at the level that Byron Jones was. Um, so I, I'm going to give him the win, uh, just because you know, at home in Philly, um, I think we're we're better on both sides of the ball. The offense is pretty even, but. Um, I just overall we have a much more spread out offense and um so yeah. Yeah, I, I think defensively Dallas is very, very poor. Um I I didn't like the Trayvon Diggs pick for them. He reminds me a lot of Jalen Mills. Um I think their linebackers are very, very good. However, losing um one defensive end to Chicago, he was the most productive defensive end. Um Marcus which is a great player, but Gerald McCoy at defensive tackle. I just don't see how their defense is going to hold up against the Eagles' mauling offensive line. I think the Eagles are going to be able to score a lot of points against Dallas. Um, and even Dallas's offensive line is looking a little leaky with uh, Travis Fedrick retiring and Joe Looney going in there. And obviously the Eagles now having three Pro Bowl caliber defensive tackles. I think this might be more of a one-sided rivalry this year than most people think. Um, granted, that's coming from an Eagles fan. Um, but I feel like Carson Wentz and this team – I, I don't like. I don't feel like they're going to allow Dallas to win in Philadelphia in Week Eight. I don't see that happening. I see the Eagles winning and winning big. Okay, there you go. I like it. So we're going into the bye at six and two. So everybody, fast forward to uh, Week Nine next season. Eagles are six and two. Say all this is coming true. How are you guys feeling about the team so far? Great. I, I think that's a great place to be number one in the NFC, all of the NFC is only losing to the really top teams. And I think the Eagles are an elite team. I think they're going to be competitive. I think people are sleeping on the Philadelphia Eagles. I think Jalen Rager is also going to have a massive impact on this team. I think Jalen Rager was the best pick for the Eagles at 21. I think he's a better player than Justin Jefferson. And I think he's going to be uber productive and a great, great player. I feel very good about the Eagles at 6-2 for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, assuming those two losses are, are close, um, I think we're top 10 in every single power rankings. I think people are considering us to be contenders. Um, and, you know, six and two is in a, in a, in a weak NFC East is going to put you up by a couple of games at, at first place. Um, and now you're, now you're really looking to propel yourselves um, going into the second half. Obviously, some tough matchups in the second half, but um, you know, just getting through that first half at six and two is a great place to be. Yeah, I mean, you can't really complain about a record at six and two. Probably has it at the top of the NFC East, near the top of the NFC. But it's just when I look at the schedule and how it's turned out so far, the only thing that would concern me is that our losses come to teams that will be considered contenders. You can't say we've really beaten anybody that will be considered world beaters at this point. I mean, of course, the media seems to love the Cowboys as Super Bowl favorites every year, but last year they, what, 8-8? Eight and eight? 
So, I mean, what can they really be? But with the three games that stretch between week 12 and week 14 coming up, it just wouldn't – it would just be something that's in the back of my mind that doesn't sound ideal. It would be something that – it would make me comf- much more comfortable if we were sitting at 6-2, and two, but we flopped one of them losses for a random team, yet we beat a Baltimore or we beat a San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think six and two is best case scenario for the Eagles right here. And um, the losses that we have them down for against the 49ers and against the Ravens. So um, very good teams to lose against um, if that happens. I mean, if they're going into the bye with two losses and say they beat the Ravens, but lose to the Bengals, I mean, I'd feel better about this team because they got to beat um, an elite team, in my opinion, although they did lose a very winnable matchup. Um, if it's going to be two wins, I would love to see them put up a good fight against uh, the Ravens or the 49ers. But that's who we have the losses against right now. Going into week 10 after the bye week, the Eagles are traveling to the Giants and uh, another 1 p.m. game. Um, we talked about this a lot. Randy hit on most of these points about the Giants. But um, like I said, they've had a lot of success against the, against the Giants previously. Seven wins in a row. Um, Eagles fans travel pretty well. So the first game was in um, Philly, but now going to the Giants stadium, Eagles should um, carry over pretty well. And uh, we all know they take over pretty much any stadium that is, uh, that's out there. So Eagles fans are going to be present um, in New Jersey. And the Giants have improved a little bit this offseason. They got a new coach, uh, some offensive line help, Xavier McKinney, like we talked about. But the key matchups here, the Eagles defensive line against the young Giants offensive line. And Saquon Barkley, like I said, Um, I think the Eagles are just too experienced and too overpowering for the Giants. Um, Yet again, I think this is going to be another win. And um, I think this is going to be another game for Miles Sanders to, to break out, to have Sanders and uh, Boston Scott split carries and make sure you run them hard because they've had a lot of success against them late season uh, last year. And I think just keeping the ball on the ground and run up the points and make sure that, Eagles are staying in that win column is going to be very important here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is going to be yet another sweep of the, of the New York Giants. Um, I believe for the th- fourth straight year. Um, again, you know, same same case with you know being at Philly or at New York. It really doesn't matter because you know we're going to take over that stadium. But just the the teams just aren't, aren't well, um, they just aren't at the same level. Um, really Saquon, again, the only person I'd be worried about, um, again, an an easy win, but, you know, also considering the fact that it's a division game, um, that there's always those, those giants games where it comes down to the last second, whether it be, you know, overtime last year where, where Jake Elliott 61 yarder, um, Always got those weird games, but you know, I think they're going to win in any case. Yeah, same here. I think they. Well, I do think they'll come away with the win. I don't think it will be as easy as the Giants' record may show at this point in the season. This is going to be one of those games, like you said, like the overtime one last year, just a dog fight. One of the games where the Giants just refused to give up up until the last minutes. I do think that coming off the bat after the big victory against Dallas, I would like to see exactly how 
composed, for lack of a better term. Peterson has his team heading into this game. I mean, yeah, while it's a divisional, it's a divisional game, so you definitely want to make sure you win all of those. It's the Giants, and I'm, I'm sure the team will understand that at that point in time. Yeah, definitely. And you guys are mentioning that. Yeah, game. I agree. Yeah. Likely to be close. Um, the last seven games that the Eagles have won against the Giants, five out of those seven have been one-score games. So I'm um, going to come down to the wire most likely, especially because it is an away game. Yeah, and those division games are always tough. You know, division games, you can never you never call how they go. But like you said, I think um, the Eagles' picks of Davion Taylor, Kayvon Wallace kind of have a direct impact on Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Darius Geis, the running backs we face in this division. Um, you can clearly tell the defensive players the Eagles picked this year tackle well and fill run lanes well. And I, I just feel like Saquon, will, he, he'll get his one. But then after that, I feel like if, if the defensive line has their assignments correct, I don't see him destroying the Eagles. And I just see the Eagles, again, division games are close, but I think they win as well. Yeah, definitely. So now we're sitting at 7-2. and two. Eagles are looking pretty good. What do we have for Week 11? Um, so week 11, uh, the Eagles head to Cleveland, Ohio to take on the Browns. Um, I'm going to give them a win here. Um, the Browns didn't make too many moves over the offseason. Um, obviously, they, they changed head coaches, you know, firing Freddie Kitchens and moving to Kevin Stefanski. But, um, again, just not, not retooling as well as they should have. Um, the offense is great, but – I mean, they, they have a great set of players, but I, it, apparently they just don't work together well. Um, even though they, they have a couple of thousand-yard receivers in Odell and Jarvis Landry, um, Baker Mayfield just hasn't been on the same page with them for some reason. Um, and they, they added Austin Hooper this year, but um, I, I just don't see them being, a, being at the same level as the Eagles, um, you know, and even defensively. Uh, they have Miles Garrett, um, uh, but just just not there. I'm going to give them a, a two-score win here as well. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to see Odell go against the Eagles again, but Darius Slay is going to um, match up against him pretty well, and hopefully the Eagles have their um, other outside corner established by then, so then Jarvis Landry doesn't pick up um, the yards left on the table, but Baker Mayfield, I mean, he's just uh, so inconsistent, had a good first year, but then last year just wasn't anything um, to write home about. So I think the defensive line is going to give him fits all game and it's going to be another easy win for the Eagles. Yeah. And I think it's just going to be good roster versus bad roster, good coaches versus okay coaches. I think the Eagles go in and win, win easily. Yeah. I honestly think this is another one of them games that uh, give the Eagles a headache. I do. I think I personally think that the Browns are a much better team than their record showed last year. And I do think while no one wants to fire a head coach after one season, it definitely isn't the most ideal thing. I think that was probably the best thing they could have done. I think bringing in Kevin Stefanski was a really good move. I like the work he did when he was in Minnesota. Um, he has experience working with two elite, for lack of a better term, wide receivers and having them able to get the ball and be successful. So I do think Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham will see much more success than they did last year, something similar to the Diggs and Thielen thing. Um, Nick Chubb should continue on the success he had last year. And it just all comes down to 
which Baker Mayfield will you see today? Like, mm-hmm. I personally think he has the ability He just always needs something to play for. And I mean, that's cool and all fine when you want to play motivated, but at the same time, you're not going to always be the hunted. One day you're going to be the hunter, just like you were last season. And you got to be able to adjust to the road. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if uh, if we're right and the Eagles are continuing on their winning streak, looking good, but it starts to get tough. What are we looking at for yeah. Week 12? Yes, yeah, so the Eagles welcome the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football. Obviously, last year they beat us in the wild card round with an 11-5 and record. <clears throat> and they had a pretty odd draft. Uh, they selected Jordan Brooks, linebacker out of Texas Tech in the first round, who I thought was a third-round player, um, but then turned it around and selected Daryl Taylor, defensive end of Tennessee in the second round, who I think will be an instant impact player. Um, they had a quiet free agency bringing in Greg Olson, uh, tight end, defensive end Bruce Irvin, and wide receiver Philip Dorsett, and obviously still don't have Jadavion Clowney back, which I think is a big, big hit to their defense. Um, the first thing that jumped out to me was the Eagles secondary against Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. I think now finally the Eagles have a corner that can keep up with DK Metcalf. And I think Avante Maddox athletically matches up well with Tyler Lockett. So I don't think, unlike the past two games, the Seahawks will find a lot of success through the air. Um, I also think the Eagles defensive line overmatches the Seahawks offensive line. The only great player I see on the uh, the, the offensive line of the Seahawks is Dwayne Brown, and that's Derek Barnett's guy. He'll be on that side. Um, but other than that, Brandon Graham on right tackle Cedric Ogwe. I think that's a massive mismatch, mismatch that will benefit the Eagles. And then obviously the Eagles' interior defensive line going against Phil Hayes and Ethan Pokick. I think they dominate that. Um, but the main thing is, is can they get pressure? And does it give Russell Wilson a lot of time to move as well? I think the main thing is they have to be able to contain Russell Wilson with the linebackers they have and possibly get a safety shadow on him. Because it- if he gets out of the pocket and gives the receivers a lot of time to make plays, they'll make a lot of plays. Um, offensively for the Eagles, their offensive line should hold up decently. Uh, they do have two decent defensive tackles. They're big but not very athletic in Jerron Reed and Puna Ford. Um, I think they're very weak on, on the edge without Jadavion Clowney and L.J. Collier and Bruce Irvin. Um, Andre Dillon Lane Johnson should hold up well. Um, and Carson Wentz should have plenty of deep opportunities. The cornerbacks are not what they used to be in Seattle with Trey Flowers and Quentin Dunbar. I think the Eagles offense will be very explosive in this game. And, but the, on the other side, with Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright, I don't know if the Eagles will be able to sustain a lot of offensive drives. I think it's going to have to come down to a lot of big plays, which makes the game pretty inconsistent for the Eagles. Um, I think this is one of the biggest tests for the Eagles. Um, I can see John Hightower finally having an impact. I think him athletically, he matches up well on the outside. Um, But this game I see going, I think it's a one-possession game the whole way through. But then I think Carson Wentz has a signature moment at the end. Jake Elliott has a 42-yard field goal, 23-20, to to finally get to see the Seahawks off the back. All right. I'm kind of on the fence about this game, Um, leaning a little bit towards a loss just because the Eagles have not – have a lot of success in, against the Seahawks um, recently. There's always something that to point a finger to. I mean, um, going back to when the, the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, um, I mean, they just – it's so close, but the Seahawks always get the edge. If they don't have Jadavion Clowney um, around anymore, I mean, that's a huge advantage for the Eagles because their defense is going to be significantly worse without him. Um, however, I mean, the Seahawks are solid all around, and no matter how good – 
your defense is, Russell Wilson is definitely going to be a threat. And a uh, quick question for you guys. We've been talking very highly of Darius Slay so far against these um, top wide receivers the Eagles are going to face. But in your minds, is he necessarily matchup proof? Is he going to be successful against all these receivers? Or is there going to be a time where he kind of runs out of steam and lets up a big game to a receiver and uh, DK Metcalf possibly want to be one of those receivers? I wouldn't um, personally say he's matchup proof, but I hope, people, I hope not just him, I hope the city is prepared for for time and the, for the moment to come where he does get ran past because it's bound to happen. I mean, I was watching some film earlier again of him against Terry McLaurin, and I mean, for the most part, he did a really good job against McLaurin, but there were a few plays where McLaurin got backed up him, for lack of a better term. So he, while he could be considered one of the best cornerbacks in the league, he certainly isn't matchup proof. There will be times where somebody will get the best of him. We just have to understand as Eagles fans, it'll all be worth it based on what we've went through over the last, let's say, decade. Yeah, no, I mean, he he will have some bad games this year. And I, that's for sure. Just because just of the fact that they go up against so many great offenses. But I don't think one of those bad games is going to come up against Seattle. Um, you know, as great as Metcalf is, if, if he's shadowing Metcalf, I don't see Metcalf giving him that many problems. I could see Tyler Lockett giving him some problems just because he's so fast and his route running is amazing. But um, I think – you know, having having some help now in the secondary with Roby Coleman and Will Parks and, you know, uh, Kavon Wallace, I think, um, you know, they, they could definitely hold this, this second, uh, the second – their wide receivers pretty well. The only thing that bugs me about the Seahawks matchup is Russell Wilson. I just – I don't get it. I don't know why, but they can never, ever hold him – um in the pocket um they can never sack him he's always you know breaking out of the pocket for 10 15 yards and converting third downs um in the playoffs and in the regular season last year it's just you know he's one of the he's one of those annoying quarterbacks to play against so um to me to me this is a loss right here but it's going to be a close game all right markel we got two losses so far and randy is going down with a close win what's your pick here I think this is the game where they actually get over the hump in terms of the Seahawks. I think the big difference this time is we won't be we won't be Russell Wilson proof. I feel like the way that Jim Schwartz has went about building the defense this year in terms of the players, I don't want to call them positionless players because they all will come in and play a specific role, safety, a corner, a nickel, or something like that. But for the most part, all of them are very versatile. So I feel like we have, even if it's not one specific player, we can we have the pieces where you can always have someone specific allocated to Russell Wilson, and it won't hurt you on the back end. All right. So we got a tie here, but um, since Randy took the lead on that one, we're going to go with the win with uh, him and Markel's decision. So – Looking good right now, Markel. What you got for next week? Well, don't worry. It won't be a win for too long. This is wow. Many many people will probably be comfortable about this game because of last year's occurrence, especially going into Green Bay on that Thursday night, coming away with a victory. 
um, me personally, I'm not very confident about this. And this isn't saying anything about the Eagles as a team. This isn't even saying anything about the Packers as a team because I think they're having a horrible offseason, honestly. I don't understand what they did in during the draft. I mean, wow, Jordan Love, you're going to need your quarterback eventually. It just is so mind-blowing that since they've taken Aaron Rodgers in the first round of 2000, in 2005, they have not drafted him any weapons in the first round. Like, he has no one to get the ball to. I, the reason I think this is a loss, though, is because I think it says more about Aaron Rodgers than it does about anyone else. I think Aaron Rodgers – Aaron Rodgers has – has, well, he currently has a record of 52-1-1 one and one in, in Lambeau when leading after halftime by 10-plus points. That one loss, Carson Wentz last year. This is the same person who held a grudge with Mike McCarthy because he took Alex Smith first overall and not him in 2005. I don't think he's going to forget a year later what Carson Wentz and them did to his record. He, he, he just won't be very happy, Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think that's good news for anyone in the NFL this year. It wouldn't surprise if he wins MVP. He's just going to wreck havoc. But the only bright side about this matchup is we got Darius Slay, so Devontae Adams shouldn't have 100 yards at halftime. Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to play pissed off all season, especially this game, because like you mentioned, um, breaking his his record there, but also the Packers selecting Jordan Love and then no wide receivers. I mean, he's not the happiest quarterback out there right now, but the biggest factor for this game, I think, is going to be the weather. Going to Green Bay in December not going to be in the Eagles' favor at all. And um, if you guys watched All or Nothing, the Eagles um, show on Amazon Prime, uh, one time Carson Wentz was talking about how he needed uh, – it was kind of like a stupid little joke, but he's talking about how he needs some like cold-weather gear to play games in. And Josh McCown was like, what are you talking about? Like, you, you're playing in Philly. Like, it's decently cold. And he was mentioning how – I mean, his rookie year he finished the season, but then he um, – couldn't finish the next two seasons and then this past year he finished it but um, he's not really accustomed to playing in the cold he's only played two seasons fully so uh, that's a little bit concerning Um, weather-wise he's not really ready obviously he's from North Dakota but it's not like he's been traveling all over the place um, in the cold um, in the NFL so far so I think that's going to um, hurt him a little bit, put him at a disadvantage, but also just the whole team. Um, Green Bay is a tough place to play as is, but in the cold, one of the hardest, and um, it's going to affect the entire team. I think the Packers are going to come away with a win here. Yeah, no, I mean, Green Bay in December is not the easiest place to play. Um, you got potential weather in the teens, in the 20s with possible snowfall. Um, but I will say that they they just had a horrible horrible offseason, you know, both in free agency and in the draft. Um, no wide receivers selected. Uh, you end up taking taking the successor for for Aaron Rodgers. Now, and as mad as I think he's going to be, um, I just don't think that the team as a whole is that great. Um, and I think uh, looking at how they got blown out in the, in the NFC championship and, you know, how we beat them last year. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm going to give the Eagles a win here. I think, I think this is the, the first good team that, that we beat, you know, albeit it's very late in the season week 13, but I think, I think we, we get a win here. 
Yeah, I feel like, um, especially with Darius Land, uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is actually the one number one receiver Darius Slay has not shut down. Um, I think this might be the game where we say, man, Darius Slay just didn't get it done. Um, the Packers have a really good offensive line. I think our defensive line will be able to get after them. If we do win game management like last year where it was slow monotonous drives, that won games, and we had defensive stops in the red zone. Um, but like you said, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. And whether he's mad at his organization, at Carson Wentz, if Aaron Rodgers wants a win that bad, he's going to get a win. And I'm not going to get in the way I'm on that. I'll give the Packers the win. Yeah, definitely. So majority is a Eagles loss here, unfortunately. And um, going into week 14, it's the last game of this tough stretch from week 12 to week 14. Eagles are playing the Saints at home, a 425 p.m. game. And um, looking back, 2018 was a very, very rough year against the Saints. They had that blowout loss uh, that we all remember. And then the playoff loss, which Nick Foles was uh, fighting very hard. And then Alshon Jeffrey um, let the ball go right through his hands and sealed the victory for the Saints and really um, tough to get over that for the Eagles. But Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, they're very, very hard offense to defend against. Over the offseason, they added Emmanuel Sanders to that. Um, But obviously the big name that we're going to talk about, I guess, is going to be Malcolm Jenkins because he's been with the Eagles for the past several years. And um, it's going to be his first time coming back to the Eagles as a saint and not an Eagle. So I think he's going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and try to prove himself and play extra hard this game. Um, like same way in uh, green Bay, the weather is going to be a factor here in Philly for this game because the saints do play in a dome. So they're going from a dome to um, cold Philadelphia. It's going to be um, mid December. So Drew Brees isn't really the best going out of the dome and playing away, especially in the cold. So I think that's going to be an advantage for the Eagles. Um, Jenkins coming back to the Eagles. I think it's going to be very special. The Eagles obviously have no hard feelings for Jenkins. I think, I don't think he has any hard feelings for them either. Um, however, he's still going to, he's still going to want the win. He's still going to want to prove himself and try to play better than anyone in the Eagles secondary. Um, no matter what that conversation was as far as letting him go and, not bring him back for the 2020 season. But um, in order to win this game, I think just disrupting Breeze's timing as much as possible and not letting him get the ball to Sanders and Thomas when he wants to will be crucial. And you can't leave any points on the board just because the Saints offense is so good and you can never let Drew Breeze, um, you can never count him out of a game. So you can't have unnecessary turnovers or anything. Um, if the Eagles do those two things, they have a good chance of winning, but um, that's very difficult against the Saints, uh, no matter what the circumstances are. I'm unfortunately going with the loss here. Yeah, I mean, this was the one game on a schedule that I struggled with because I think we got them right where we want them in terms of bringing the Saints into Philadelphia, a late-season game. It should be cold outside. Like, all things are pointing to the Eagles' direction. Um, I just struggle to decide exactly how I feel about the Saints because I've been telling myself for years at this point. I think it's one and on three. Eventually, you're going to run out of steam. Like, just look at the way their their season has ended the last couple years. It's just always complete heartbreak. Eventually, enough is going to be enough, and you're just not going to have it anymore. Either that or they're going to win a Super Bowl, whichever happens first. But I 
think the Eagles match up really well with this Saints team. I don't think that they have a problem with the Saints spreading the field out anymore. It's not like they should be worried about the ball being thrown over their head. I, Alvin Kamara, wow, I think he will cause headaches. For the most part, I don't think he was something that is going to be the biggest difference maker in this game. I think a Will Parks or someone like that should be able to get the job and handle it for the most part at a consistent level. I just don't see the Saints coming into Philly and still in this win. No, yeah, I mean, and agreeing with you guys, I mean, Drew Brees in December just isn't very good. Um, And, you know, and it's a completely different story in the cold. Um, It's going to be, you know, low 30s, high 20s type of weather. Um, again, possible snow. Um, and he just he just doesn't survive outside of the dome. Um, and you know it's a, obviously a great offense. You know, run by Sean Payton, and you guys you got guys like Alvin Kamara, and um, now they just added Emmanuel Sanders. But we also added some some cornerbacks and some safeties. Um, and I'm gonna give him a win here. Um, but this is gonna be a very emotional game. It's kind of you know, Malcolm Jenkins coming back, I think it's going to be very similar to, you know, when Brian Dawkins came back with, with the Broncos. You're going to get some some loud cheers for, for when he makes his entrance. Um, but, uh, you know, despite all of that, I think I think they're going to come out with the win here. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Eagles do win this game. And I think the biggest difference maker for the Eagles this year versus the past two years is Darius Slay. I think the Saints were able to march the ball up and down the field with no competition with Jalen Mills on – being our starting corner. I don't think that happens this time. I think Eagles fans show up. And like me personally, I'm buying tickets to go see the Eagles play the Saints because I want to see Malcolm Jenkins in a different uniform, maybe boom a little bit. But I honestly think Eagles fans are going to come ready to rock and roll. And I think the fans are actually going to make a difference and the Eagles beat the Saints. And I really, really believe that. And I also think the Saints defense isn't going to hold it up with Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson. I think John Hightower is going to be – if J.J. I think a white side is not who we picked. I think John Hightower steps right into there, and I think he's productive too. And I think the Eagles' offense is going to be too much for the Saints to handle. And I think we're actually looking at the Eagles as a true contender at this point in the season. Hey. Um, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Do you, think, do you guys think that you will see any sort of one-upsmanship during this game? Of course, we discussed earlier the whole Jalen Hurts thing and the third quarterback and the extra mm-hmm. package. Yeah. Do you think that Sean Payton would yes. just try to make us look bad with Taysom Hill? 100%. <laughs> I actually think it's going to be the other way around. I think it's going to be the other way around. I think Doug Peterson is going to show Sean Payton how it's done. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, could, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see some chess being played. I mean, this is going to be classic Super Bowl 52 type of thing where Belichick runs a play with Tom Brady as wide receiver. And then, <laughs> obviously, Peterson runs a fourth and goal, uh, Philly special. That type, that type of deal. Um, you know, both both teams have have uh, a couple of gadget players, um, but uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see Taysom Hill versus versus Jalen Hurts. Yeah, definitely, really good question there. And uh, as we progress into the season, I feel like Jalen Hurts's role with the offense is going to be expanding, not just snaps wise, but where he's going to line up, what types of formations. So this is definitely the game to utilize him to try to have that duel between uh, him and Taysom Hill. But um, 
moving along. So majority rules for that pick, we're going to go with a win and Eagles are at 10 and three and get out of the difficult stretch of the season and head into week four or week uh, 15. Now where are we looking Shanek? Yep. Um, so week 15, we're heading back out West this time in Arizona. Um, this is going to be a pretty interesting game just because, you know, uh, Arizona's arguably had the best off season in the entire NFL. Um, you know, obviously the blockbuster trade with DeAndre Hopkins for, for David Johnson and some picks, but not just that. I mean, they had a terrific draft, you know, they were, they were lucky enough to have Isaiah Simmons follow them and that that's going to help their defense a ton because the defense just wasn't good. Um, you know, they had, you know, former former Eagle Jordan Hicks, Patrick Peterson, who, you know, he had to sit out a few games last year. But, um, you know, just having Isaiah Simmons on there is going to be huge. Um, and offensively, another another mobile quarterback, uh, Kyler Murray, um, you know, very similar to Russell Wilson's play style. And then he's, he's got weapons just all over the field. Um, uh, Kenny Drake, who, who broke out last year in, in the backfield, DeAndre Hopkins, like I said, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, Andy Isabella. I mean, this is just an amazing offense. But now moving on to the Eagles, I think a sophomore quarterback just isn't good enough to beat this defense, even with all those weapons. Um, You know, when DeAndre Hopkins actually came into Philly two years ago with with the Texans, he he didn't have that great of a game. He had about, you know, eight catches, 70 yards, but – um, you know, I think, I think with, with a better secondary, they, they can hold, hold those offensive pieces together. So I'm going to give them a win in Arizona. And hopefully I think this is the week that they clinch a playoff spot and hopefully the NFC East. Yeah. I'm like back and forth with this game and the saints between a win and a loss. I think they're going to, um, get a win in either of these because, uh, my logic behind it is this hard stretch between the Seahawks, Packers and saints if they come out of that with two wins, they're going to be very good record-wise, feel on top of the world, and then go to Arizona, probably looking at a team um, that you don't see them as a um, big threat, but the Cardinals are going to be sneaky good this year, in my opinion. They have the weapons, like uh, like we mentioned. So um, I think if they end up um, winning uh, one or two of those games in that – uh, week 12 to week 14 stretch they're going to be a little bit more hungry to get this Cardinals win but if they get um, at least two wins three wins out of that stretch the Cardinals I think is going to be uh, the biggest as they say trap game of the season um, but yeah I agree I think this is going to be a win yeah and I also think um, one thing with Arizona I think the stadium is underrated I think they actually have a good home field presence um, I definitely think a sophomore quarterback like you said I don't think it's going to really come in and beat Jim Schwartz's defense. I think this is going to be one of those games where the Eagles offense looks pedestrian, but it's enough to get it done because our defense is playing so well. I'd have to give them a win, but at the same time, it is a tough place to play, and you could really sway me either way on a win or a loss here. See, this is the, inter- the interesting guy saying is all you guys seem to be sold on the fact of the sophomore quarterback won't come in and beat Jim Schwartz's defense. Understandably so. At the same time, something I've been paying attention to as of lately, actually ever since Carson Wentz's big 2017 year, honestly, 
is the explosion of a certain second-year quarterback. Of course, starting with Wentz, like I said, the next year, Mahomes in his second year, Lamar Jackson last year. So just always intrigues me to see what second-year quarterback would take over and take the league by storm. And I think it really has a chance to be Kyler Murray this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he is uh, he, he's a threat at quarterback there. And um, as we move into the last two weeks here, keep in mind that take the next step in that system. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Oh, good. But I personally feel like this would be a loss because as Matt was touching on, on top of that big stretch we just came off of between weeks 12 and 14, I don't think anyone notices that this game is strapped dead in the middle between the Saints and the Cowboys. I don't think they're really going to have their attention on the Cardinals when those two games are dead in the middle of each other. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the perfect trap game for them to get caught up in. So I call it a loss there. Yeah, definitely. So it's going to be a tricky game. Uh, majority here. It's going to be a win, but um, keep your eyes on this um, point in the schedule because it's, like Markel said, between two big games coming off of a big stretch. Um, very, very tricky. But uh, going into the home stretch last two games, Randy, what you got for Week 16? Yeah, so in Week 16, the Eagles travel to Arlington, Texas for their second matchup with the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys were the team that finished second in the NFC East last year with an 8-8 eight eight record. Um Obviously, they broke some Eagles fans' hearts and selected C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma, Trayvon Diggs, and Neville Gallimore in the third round. Um, they didn't have a really overwhelming free agency. They replaced Jeff Heath with HaHa Clinton Dix, who's an average starter, um, and then brought in some old defensive tackles and Don Terry Poe and Gerald McCoy. Um, but then again, they also lost a lot of players and Randall Cobb, which was replaced by C.D. Lamb, but lost Byron Jones, Malik Collins, Robert Quinn, all three players that were very productive for them, very good, that I just don't see them replacing right off the bat with Trayvon Diggs. And I don't really see them replacing anybody with Robert Quinn, and he was the most productive pass rusher. Um, the first thing that actually jumps off the page is the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, Mike Nolan. I don't think he's a very good defensive coordinator. I always thought Rod, Mel- Rod Marinelli was a better defensive coordinator, and I actually think their defense takes a step back, especially late, and they're banged up, injuries happen. Um, I know also the Eagles play well on the road in Dallas for some reason. Sometimes it's flip-flop where they'll play poor at home and then play better on the road. Um, but the main thing I see here is Doug Peterson is just a better coach than Mike McCarthy. I definitely think the Eagles coaching staff is a lot better, and that's a theme we see through a lot of these teams. We're very fortunate to have a great coaching staff. Um, but the biggest matchup for me for this game is Lane Johnson and Demarcus Lawrence. Obviously last year Lane did not have a good game let up two big sacks. One was a strip sack that really was the straw that broke the camel's back on that game. I really think Lane Johnson is the guy. He's going to be focused and determined to win this game. And I really see Lane Johnson having a great day against Marcus Lawrence. Um, I also think our interior offensive line will hold up well against their old defensive tackles. I don't even know if their defensive tackles will be healthy at this point in the season. Um, however, their linebackers are very good in Van Der Esch and um, oh, what's the other one's name? Jalen Smith. Um, I think Sanders won't have a great game out of the backfield. I do think Ertz and Goddard will have good games. I think they're going to be able to create separation against them. But I think this is actually going to be the game where the Eagles change their offense with Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a big portion of this game. I think he's going to have a lot of plays in there to try to knock off their linebackers at home, try to get the crowd to go against their team and get the Eagles some momentum. 
And obviously Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. So the Eagles have an advantage there. Um, defensively, like we went over earlier, Dallas has three great receivers, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb. They're going to get a lot of yards. It's going to be a hard matchup. The Eagles have to hang in there, stay tough, and try to get as much pressure on that center that's missing that Travis Frederick retired, uh, Joe Looney in that spot. I think there's going to be a lot of blitz packages. I think Kayvon Wallace could actually be a big player with blitz packages in this game. However, I think the Eagles are the better team, and I think they're a better team by far. I think Dallas had a poor offseason. I, I think on defense, they didn't fill in a lot of spots. Coming down to this part of the season, there'll be a lot of injuries. I think the Eagles are going to take advantage of it and actually walk away with a big win, 34-17. to 17. All right. I like it. Good points there. Um, like I said before, I normally see the Eagles and Cowboys splitting um, their, their matchups every single season just because they're always pretty close, pretty competitive. Right now, the Eagles definitely are better than the Cowboys, but I don't think it's um, by far too much. The Cowboys are still going to be competitive. They're still going to try to go for the NFC East title. So um, this late in the season, I think the Cowboys are definitely going to be playing for something. And I think they're going to be hungry, especially if the Eagles um, beat them in Philly earlier in the year. I think the Cowboys are going to walk away with a win here. Yeah. um, Like you said, they just always seem to split. You know, even though no team's better than the other, but um, uh, I'm I'm gonna have them split this year as well. Um, with the with the loss in Dallas, um, I think I I just feel like they're gonna the Eagles are gonna come into this game take it for granted a little bit. Um, just because they might have a better record than the Cowboys, and I think it's gonna be a close game as always. But um, j- just a loss here because um. While we might have clinched, the Cowboys might try to get a last wild card spot. You know, with obviously, you know, three wild card spots being open this year. Um, so, so I think they'll make an extra push than us. Um, I'm trying to convince myself to talk it into a split. I just, I think the Eagles are the better team. While it probably isn't that big of a difference. There are two teams that are trending in opposite directions as of right now. And, I mean, you could just look at it in many ways other than one, where from one team has their quarterback signed and had them signed a long time ago, the other is still working on it. They're just – one team is doing what we did last year and the year before, signing a bunch of veterans on one-year deals, and the other is trying to go about a team-building process. So – they're obviously teams trending in the two opposite directions. I just think that defensively we match up pretty well with them in terms of eliminating – trying to eliminate Zeke will be the starting point as it is for every game. But in in terms of throwing the ball, yeah, they'll probably put up yards. But I don't think they'll beat us strictly through the air. And I do think that even though this game is in Dallas, the players will remember. I don't think they're going to be satisfied because they knocked them out the playoffs last year or stopped them from going to the playoffs or because they got a good victory in Philly earlier this year. I do think that that loss last year in Jerry's world sits bad with them. That's not the team they are, and they want to go back to the op- go back there with the opportunity to redeem themselves. So I go with the Eagles win. All right, so another split is going to go into an Eagles win favor. Um, sitting at what, 12-3 and three right now. 
Um, going to the final week, Markel, take us home. What you got for week 17? Week 17, the home game against the Washington Redskins. I think at this point, while the Redskins will be, be playing some really good football, they should be better team than they were at week one, barring any health concerns. I think that would be too much for them. Usually around this time, Doug Peterson has his guys playing their best football, getting ready to go into the postseason. I think this year will be no, nothing different. But I do think that this will give the Eagles something to pause with concern about over the near future in terms of Washington being on their way. Yeah, definitely good points there. Um, I think this is another game that – a split of games I'm on the fence about. Um, if the Eagles win against Dallas Week 16, they're in a good position at, um, at 12 and 13. They're looking at – a very high seed and the way the new playoff is structured, obviously only one team gets it by. So if they're in a situation where they're clear cut going to be that number one seed, um, even at 12 and four, then they can afford to bench um, their starters and give them a little bit more rest going into the playoffs. But um, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like if the Eagles are in a good position like that, and they're looking at a high seed in the playoffs and they're content with that, they might bench their starters and give up a loss here. But um, if they're, fighting for something if they got another team uh, breathing down their neck trying to get that number one seed then the Eagles are definitely gonna um, not gonna play any games and they're gonna come up with a win so it just depends how it's laid out but um, yeah I'll go with the win for here yep I'm also gonna go with the win here because you know even even if they do bench their starters I feel like our depth is just so so much better than their starters I mean you know if you bench Carson once you got Jalen Hurts you know I mean if you bench uh, a guy like Deshaun Jackson, you got Arthago Whiteside. Um, I mean, there's depth across the board. Um, and uh, starters or no starters, I think I think they're going to handily beat the Redskins for for another sweep. Yeah, I agree. I, I I don't like the Redskins. I don't like Dwayne Haskins at all, um, especially coming into Philadelphia Week 17. Um, if the Eagles are competing for the number one seed, like like we said, the new. Uh, layout with seven teams going to the playoffs, which I don't like. Um, but that number one seed is so valuable. If the Eagles can get to it, they're going to try. Even if it's, other things have to happen for them to not get it, I think if there's a chance that they won't, they'll absolutely play all their starters. But even them, I mean, at this point, we'll be seeing Jalen Hurts with a season under his belt. Maybe he can make something happen. So, yeah, I, I think the Eagles win. Um, I don't think the Redskins are a good team. Um, maybe Ron Rivera has his team playing well at this point in the season like we saw last year. Uh, but I just don't see it. I think the Eagles are just too deep, too good of a team, even if injuries come. I think at this point, they have a lot of momentum on their side. I think there's nothing that's going to stop them from going to the playoffs with a lot of momentum. All right, so let's uh, finish the season at 13-3. and Uh, Before we sign off here, let's get some quick thoughts on the overall season. If the Eagles finish 13-3, and how would you feel about that season? I'd feel great, uh, especially, you know, if we have another poor season, I think we really have to look at Doug Peterson and that staff if we go have another 9-7 season. But I feel really good about this roster. I feel good about the roster, Howie Roseman gave Doug Peterson. Um, I'd feel really good 13-3. Uh, CEs, champs, back for the 2003-2004. I'd love to see it. And Carson Wentz in the playoffs without taking a cheap shot to the back of the head. Um, I really think if Carson Wentz was in that game last year, we go further than we did, obviously. Um, but I think the Eagles can really compete this year. And I think people are sleeping on the Eagles, even some Eagles fans. And I think it's okay to say we're a good team. We're contenders. 
and we're going to go chase another Super Bowl. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree, man. Uh, 13-3 probably gets you, gets you the number one seed. Um, my only concern would be the three losses we gave them are to really good teams, um, you know, and a couple of them being in the NFC with the, uh, with the Packers and the Niners. I think, you know, losing to them might, you know, hurt us with the, with the tiebreakers, but hopefully, you know, 13-3 is just overall the best record and, you know, we get that number one seed. But um, 13-3, regardless, wins you, wins you a horrible NFC East. So you don't really have to worry about, you know, home field position because you're going to get that regardless. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- that's amazing to, to go up four games from, from the last two years, 9-7 and seven to 13-3. That, that's, that's an amazing jump. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, hopefully we see a deep run uh, January into February. Yeah, man. Looking, sitting back and looking back at thirteen and three, it's it's so easy for us to talk in hindsight, man. Like I look at some of the, just go back to last year, prior to the season. Usually around these parts of the off season, we generally can look at the roster and see that Roseman has put his time in. He's identified all the roster. He tries to construct a roster that should survive any and everything now as we saw last year depth was the problem in terms of what happens after Deshaun but I feel like he learned from his mistakes this year he has a roster that even if Wentz was to go down he has a a good backup quarterback you have depth in the secondary you should have something happen to Jackson again you have a multitude of players who could serve as a replacement in Hightower and Rager it's just everything has seemed to be trending in the right direction. So to sit down and look at them at what I wouldn't necessarily say it's just the past. Yeah, awesome stuff, guys. Um, thank you again so much for joining. Um, it was awesome talking about each and every game. So again, we we're predicting thirteen and three for the Eagles, which is um, would be an awesome finish this season. Put them in great position for the playoffs, but. Thank you guys again, um, all you listeners. If you guys have not checked out PHL Sports Nation, PHL Eagles Nation, go ahead and do it. These guys are doing great work um, along with everybody else there at, at PHL Sports Nation. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys, and uh, really enjoy this conversation. Thank you, man. Yeah, me too. Oh, thank Thanks you. for having us on. Go Birds. Go Birds. Sure. Go Birds.